listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hello, welcome to Be Humane with Dr. Robin Gansard. I'm your host, Robin Gansard, and we welcome you to our new weekly radio show on the Pet Life Radio Network, where we'll bring you all the latest news from the animal welfare world, along with many fun guests who are, of course, huge animal lovers. Today, we have two very special guests. Up first is the lovely Joanna Krupa, who you know from The Real Housewives of Miami and Dancing with the Stars. But what you might not know is that Joanna is a huge animal lover and she just founded her own animal rescue called Angels for Animal Rescue, which we'll be sure to talk about a little later in today's show. We'll also be joined by a prince, a real prince, Prince Lorenzo Bergese, who was featured on The Bachelor and he's a huge animal advocate. We're coming at you live today from the National Headquarters of American Humane Association in Washington, D.C., where I've served as the organization's president for a little over three years, and I've loved every single minute of it. But American Humane Association has such an amazing, deep legacy. Did you know that we're the country's first national humane organization? It's true. We were founded all the way back in 1877. That's during the era of Reconstruction following the Civil War. It was a different time back then when people, frankly, didn't know what it is to be humane. Uh, It took an organization like ours to step in and teach and educate why it's important not to treat animals inhumanely and certainly to educate about abuse and neglect, problems that really plagued our country back then and still, frankly, impacts our communities today. For more than 137 years, we've been at the forefront of every major advance in the protection of kids and animals in this country, and we'll continue to lead the pack until every single one of our precious treasures live a life that's free from cruelty, abuse, and neglect. In fact, American Humane Association is still the only organization in this country dedicated to the protection of both children and animals because we believe that both groups should be afforded with those protections and live a life again with compassion. American Humane Association is also leading the way in the human-animal bond, which we're going to explore today in today's show as well as future shows. And that bond is the inextricable link between people, pets, and the world we all share. And it's something we celebrate every single day here. You know, when I think about what it is to be humane, you know, our friends and our supporters gave us some ideas. You know, being humane in today's times is all about caring, respect, kindness, empathy, dignity, fairness, gentleness, peace, safety, justice, and most importantly, love. And that's what we'll be bringing you today in today's radio show and every week, bringing you extraordinary tales of compassion and what it is to be humane and really special celebrations about the power of the human-animal bond. And we'll also be sharing updates on what our staff members are doing around the country and around the globe, staff members who dedicate their lives to being humane. You know, we have uh, areas that we work in every single day from humane research to humane intervention to humane Hollywood and humane heartland. And today we're focusing our first show on probably what most people associate with American Humane Association, and that's rescuing animals. For decades, we've supported local shelters and humane societies in many key ways because they're on the ground every day rescuing and caring for animals in their communities. 
Did you know that there's over 5,000 humane societies, local humane societies, local shelters and communities around this great country, and 7,000 rescue groups doing terrific work every day, providing second chances for our animal best friends? Two great ways that we support shelters and rescue groups is through our Humane Intervention Grant programs, and we've recently relaunched our Second Chance Fund grants, which go to shelters or rescue groups who take in horribly abused or neglected animals that need a lot of medical attention, but they can be rehabilitated and really be given that second chance to live life anew with a forever family. And those Second Chance Fund grants help to reimburse the often very costly medical expenses that shelters take on in the name of helping these precious animals. Over the years, we've awarded millions of dollars in Second Chance Fund grants for shelters and rescues, providing this life-saving care. And if you're a shelter professional listening out there today and you have an animal you'd like to consider for a grant, please visit us at AmericanHumane.org to submit your application today. We also offer our Meachin Foundation Memorial Grants, which helps those same groups make improvements to their shelters and their facilities so they can care for animals in a more effective and efficient way. Does your shelter need a new spay or neuter clinic or new fencing for an outside play area? Please consider applying today. And again, you can visit AmericanHumane.org to learn more about these humane intervention, life-saving grants that we provide for communities to help animals in need. One thing we're going to talk about today's first show is our rescue work. And you know, American Humane Association has been rescuing animals since World War I. Yes, back in 1916, the U.S. Secretary of War asked American Humane Association to go overseas to rescue cavalry horses on the battlefields. And since that time, when American Humane Association created our Red Star program, known back then as the American Red Cross for Animal Rescue, we've been on the ground of some of the nation's worst natural disasters to shelter and care for animals whose lives have been turned upside down. In fact, we'll focus today on animal rescue, but in our next show, coming up one week from today, we're going to be able to talk more about Red Star Rescue. But first, today, we're going to chat with Joanna Krupa following this short break. Please don't go away. You're listening to Be Humane with Dr. Robin Gansert on Pet Life Radio. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Swipe It's a revolutionary new product that literally swipes away cat hair from virtually any surface. You know, most of us struggle with a roller or vacuum cleaner to clean up cat hair, but anyone who has tried either of these knows they just don't work very well. But Swipe It's patent pending glove has a magnetic-like quality that removes cat hair from almost everything. And best of all, Swipe It's is machine washable, so you can use it over and over again. To order, just visit SwipeIt's.com. That's S-W-I-P-E-T. Yes, a simple solution for shedding. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome. 
Welcome back to Be Humane. I'm so excited to introduce our radio show's very first guest, who I have on the line with me, Miss Joanna Krupa. She's one of the most recognized supermodels in the world, having graced numerous magazine covers over the years, but you're probably most familiar with her appearances on television, including Dancing with the Stars with incredible partner Derek, who's one of my favorites, Joanna and the cast member on The Real Housewives of Miami. She also serves as host and head judge on Poland's Next Top Model, filmed in her home country. Welcome, Joanna. We're thrilled to have you today. Hello. How are you guys? We're doing great. Thank you so much for being here with us. And I know that you're a huge, huge animal lover. Tell us more about your love for animals and as a child, if you had pets. Yes, that is true. I'm a huge, huge animal lover, and sometimes I say my heart is too big with all the, you know, horrible things that go on to the animals, what human beings are capable of, but um, since I was little, I had animals, you know, I had a hamster, and I had, you know, rescue dogs, but it wasn't until, I think it was about 2006, when I seen an undercover footage of the way animals get skinned alive in China for their fur. And that's kind of what opened my eyes to it because I've always been an animal lover, but I didn't realize the cruelty, you know, that goes on in the world, what humans are mm-hmm. capable of doing to these little creatures. You know, their voices are defenseless, and that's why I decided to take a stand. And, you know, I've done numerous ads for PETA. Now I started my own rescue, angelsforanimalrescue.org, which I started last year uh, with my partner, Gabrielle Gutierrez. You know, we're a very small rescue, and we've probably rescued over 50 animals so far in the last year, uh, got them, you know, put them in homes and put them through vetting and stuff, but it's really tough, you know. It's, it's just really sad yeah. of the horrors that go on in this world, and, you know, I try to be the voice for these animals, and... It's just never-ending. It just seems like it's, it's just horrible. I just wish people could see what we animal lovers see. You know, like, I have, like, six dogs in my house that are mine, and I love them to death. You know, like, sometimes when they misbehave, and you're like, no, 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 and they look at you with those eyes. You're like, oh, I know. Yeah, so I, don't, I don't get how there could be any animal cruelty. I just really don't understand. I know, I know. And, you know, that's one reason American Humane was founded, was to, you know, really help build more humane communities. And, you know, that video you talk about from China with dogs, I've seen that, and it's one of the most gruesome wake-up calls to uh, to the condition of animals in the world. It's stunning in its cruelty, and it's just uh, horrifying. I just can see why that was uh, one of those points that helped change your direction, right, and, and really help you become a leader in becoming a voice for the animals, which is so needed. You know, you're filming a show in Poland, and what is animal welfare like in Poland? It's actually because I started, you know, I was born in Poland, but I didn't go there for, you know, a few years. And then about three, four years ago, I started going there and then I got the, the gig for top model. But I didn't, you know, people were very much like, oh, it's just an animal. You know, like their kind of attitude was, kind of, oh, it's just an animal, it's just an animal. You know, they keep their dogs chained. So, I mean, I, not everybody, you know, my mm-hmm. good human beings in my home country, I'm part of these from there. But I've noticed, you know, there was no voice really for the animals. So obviously, since I spent a lot of time there, I started going to the shelters and promoting adoption and, you know, the, the cruelties against the fur farms and all this stuff. So I definitely see a big difference in the last three to four years since I've been a big impact there and you know they know me as a huge animal lover and so I think it changed a lot but I was very surprised when I first went there I'm like oh nobody's really talking about you know animal welfare and 
kind of like you know it just wasn't the same thing as right. like here. It's more in the public eye and it's more aware. There it was just it just wasn't a big awareness. And I think you know I'm not trying to give myself a high five, but I think I really made a big impact and, and changed a lot of, you, you know, the way people view animals. Obviously, I didn't change, the, you know, the country 100% because there's still people that, you know, chain their animals or, you know, in the middle of the summer when they want to go on a vacation, they, you know, tie their dog to the, a tree at the forest and let it worry about itself. You either survive, somebody finds it or it's at the place. So it's, it's still a lot of stuff that goes on. It's all over the world, you know, even in in America, you know, there's so many organizations that try to fight animal cruelty, but there's always going to be those people that just don't care. And, you know, you just try to talk and talk about it and be a voice for the animals. But it's just, you know, it's just everybody yeah. has to be that way in order to make a big difference. So I think the more we talk about it and the more we open, you know, I think it's a lot about opening people's eyes and understanding right. what goes on. You know, if we stay quiet and we won't say, oh, did you see this video or did you hear about this? People will just see in their little bubble everyday life and not worry about anything else but themselves. But the more, you know, you preach and talk about it and actually show visuals, I think visuals make a big impact on people. We actually go into the shelters or you go and show, you know, how these animals are treated, even, you know, uh, farm animals. It's just so much cruelty that goes on, but until people see it visually or keep hearing about it or see pictures, I don't think, you know, it makes such a big impact as actually seeing it. Right. Well, I have to tell you, kudos to you for having the courage to go and, and really open people's eyes. And particularly, I mean, the advancements that you've talked about in Poland is fantastic. And it takes more. It takes all of us out there spreading the word and uh, really bringing the awareness to the cause and to the humane movement. Uh, it takes a, a lot of courage to do so. And I just applaud you for what you've done. Just fantastic. And you know what What you've also done is your Angels for Animal Rescue. Tell me a little bit more about that 50 animals that you've already impacted, that you've given second chances. This is wonderful. Tell me a little bit more about Angels for Animal Rescue. Yeah, well, my friend Gabrielle and I, because we kept bumping into each other with different fundraisers and different charity events for the animals, you know, or if I had a dog that it needed fostering, I got in contact with her. So one day, you know, like last year, we're like, you know what, we should just open up our own rescue since we, you know, we've been fostering and, you know, trying to find homes for for animals for the last two years, so why not do our own thing? And we started it last year. We just got approved for the 501 back in, in June. Actually, my wedding, since the day of my wedding was the day we got the letter that were approved for oh. uh, a nonprofit. So that was actually two good news, not only my wedding, but also that we got approved. So that was a great day. Congratulations. And that, was- that is a great day. <laughs> That's one, a, a very special wedding gift from the IRS for you, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, thank you, IRS. <laughs> Not and, too many uh, people say thank you to the IRS, so I know they'll appreciate that shout out today. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and so, yeah, so since we both were, you know, big animal lovers and very, you know, we've done a lot of stuff, so we decided to put our own our own rescue. We try to rescue any type of animal. You know, obviously, we're very, very small because it's a turn eye right now, and, you know, we need foster need to get out of the shelter health issues. You know, you really need to find a foster because we don't actually have a facility where 
we can keep these animals. So we're always looking for people that, you know, big animal lovers that can foster as well. Yeah, fostering is so, so very important. And I'm so glad you brought that up because there's a lot of humane heroes out there who open their homes as friends of rescue groups who foster. And, you know, sometimes shelters, animal shelters need foster parents to come in when they're having their uh, floors redone. They need uh, to have their shelter updated. And often those shelters need foster parents too. So I encourage folks who are listening in to become a local foster parent. The rewards are just amazing. You said, Joanna, you have six precious forever friends in your home, six wonderful dogs. I, I do. <laughs> oh, tell me about them. I'd love to learn more. Yeah, so the fur, let me see, the late, I'll start from the oldest one. The oldest one is Ginger. She's a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. Then I have Sebastian, also a Cavalier. Then I have Shaggy, which I don't even know how old he is. I think what. When we rescued him, he was about a year old, so he might be like three, about three years old right now, or four. Time flies so much, I don't even know how old he is, and that's Shaggy. He's like a carrier mix. I have no idea what he is. He's like the cutest thing. He looks like a little monkey. His face is just precious. And then we have Prince, which is a Yorkie. I don't know if he's a full breed Yorkie or mix, but we got him as a senior, and as sweet as can be, he was the owner of Prince. Basically, you know, he was peeing blood and his owners just jumping in the shelter, you know, letting him die, basically. And actually, Gabby and I arrested him, now fostering him, love, and ended up keeping him. He's a little Yorkie mix as well. He's about five years old. He's the smallest one of them all, but he thinks he's like a big boss. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Darla is about 10 months old. Uh, Roman actually surprised me with her from the Humane Society in Miami. We were going to just foster her. She was about three months old at that time. And we're just going to foster, you know, find her a home. Because puppies, it's really also not only is it heartbreaking for puppies to be in the shelters, because obviously their immune system isn't that strong, but then you have the really senior dogs that also need special attention. So so he decided, like, we we never really took in a puppy, but he wanted to to surprise me with her, and she's just the the most precious thing. And I have, in the vet, nobody knows what she is. Like, the the shelter said that she's like a dachshund, Vigo makes or something, but my vet has no idea what she is. And she's 10 months old now, and, yeah, we also adopted her, so she she was... I mean, most of all my dogs are pretty much fosters, and now we ended up keeping them. But if it was up to me, we would probably have 100 dogs right now. So I learned over the years of fostering that I just need to be tough. You know, so I'm just going to a safe and loving home just, you know, to let it go. I have many friends who start opening up their hearts and homes as a foster. And I tell you, they're foster failures, as we like to call them, because the dogs yeah. never <laughs> never leave. They fall in love and become their forever homes. And I have uh, two Cavaliers myself that are, I'm probably a foster failure with uh, Gatsby and Chaz. So Gatsby and Chaz send a big shout out to Ginger and Sebastian and, and send a big hug uh, to your precious Cavies and all your wonderful dogs. And, you know, Joanna, last year, year, I had the wonderful chance to meet you in person at our American Humane Association Hero Dog Awards, where we got to celebrate some very special dogs who are heroes, but heroes on both ends of the leash with their human partners. And I just want to thank you for being part of that show. Did you have any special memories from the Hero Dog Awards? I just, I think I was holding back so many tears, you know, I was like, oh, like, the stories were so beautiful and compelling, but also, like, just, you know, like, 
I just love that you, like you said, they, you save the animal plus you save a human. So it's like a win-win situation. It's beautiful. And I think all the stories were, were just amazing. And I just remember, I was just like, oh, you know, like I'm so hard not to like bawl my eyes out. It was just so beautiful. I was, it was, it was tears of joy, but you know, and happiness, but it was a wonderful event. Thank you. And thank you so much for being part of. We'd love to get you involved for the 2014 Hero Dog Awards. In fact, if any listeners are uh, have a hero dog in their life, nominations for the 2014 Hero Dog Awards are now open. You can visit HeroDogAwards.org to learn more and to nominate your very special hero dog in your life. And Joanna, I'd love to ask you, what other projects do you have on the horizon? We're all big fans of yours. Love to know what you've got coming up. Uh, well, besides my animal rescue, which I'm really focusing on now, I also have a skin cream out called Spologica. And, yeah, I'm working on a swimwear line as well. So just, you know, just pretty much branding myself with different projects that, that I love. You know, like I'm yeah. so much into skincare, that's why I decided to go into, you know, having my own skin line, so skin cream line. And, you know, I've always been a big swimsuit girl, so focusing on, on doing my, my swimwear line. So those are my focuses right now. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, Joanna, we're big fans and we're so thankful for all you have done to be humane and really share with us and share with friends around the world about what it means to be humane to you. We're learning so much. All of our listeners have learned so much about your precious dogs. And I know there's going to be lots of listeners who want to learn more about Angels for Animal Rescue. And to learn more, you can be sure to visit at angelsforanimalrescue.org. Again, that's angelsforanimalrescue.org. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Be Humane with Dr. Robin Gansert on Pet Life Radio. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Tim Link, animal communicator and pet expert and host of Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Have you ever wanted to know what your pet is really thinking? Do you want to find out if they truly understand what you're trying to tell them? Ever wish you could build a better understanding and closer relationship with your pet? Well, now you can. Learning to communicate with animals is a four-part on-demand workshop. In the workshop, you'll learn the essential techniques that are necessary to communicate with animals, including what is animal communication, breathing correctly to achieve the perfect state to communicate with your animals at a deeper level, using guided meditation exercises and method to communicate with animals, and how to send and receive information from your animals. So if you're wanting to learn how to communicate and connect with your animals at a deeper level, visit PetLifeRadio.com forward slash workshop and purchase and download Learning to Communicate with Animals. You'll be glad you did. Love My Pets, the new single by Mark Winter, available on iTunes. Hi, everybody. I'm Megan Blake here with my sidekick, Super Smiley. The giant mutt and spokes dog for throwaways. You're listening to Pet Life Radio, and I'd like to tell you about our brand new show, A Super Smiley Adventure. Our show explores adventures with animals. They can be traveling, out in the world trips, or inner journeys where our animals lead us to inspiration and self-discovery, or just plain fun adventures. Join us here on Pet Life Radio on a super smiley adventure. Good boy. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. 
Radio.com. Welcome back to Be Humane. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm very excited to introduce our next guest. And uh, it's someone you're very, very familiar with, Prince Lorenzo Borghese. He's best known for his appearance on Season 9 of The Bachelor, but he's also an incredibly successful businessman and author and, of course, incredible animal advocate. He's the founder and president of Royal Treatment, a high-end bath, body, and skin care line for pets using beautiful organic ingredients and fragrance oils from Italy. And that can be found in retailers nationwide. In fact, my wonderful Gatsby and Chaz and Dave all love the royal treatment. As you can imagine, the founder of a company like that is also a huge animal advocate, and you'd be right. In 2012, Lorenzo founded Animal Aid USA, which is empowering people to make changes in the world of shelter animals. He also serves as a national ambassador for American Humane Association, and I'm so honored to welcome to our show, Prince Lorenzo Bregazzi. Welcome, Lorenzo. How are you today? I'm great, Robin. Thank you for such a very nice introduction. <laughs> You're welcome. That's kind of like my obituary. No, 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 no. And, and, and by the way, we've got to have you around for a very long time because the animals in the world need you. That's for sure. Uh, well, they need you too. And I'm very happy to be associated with the American Humane Association, a wonderful organization. And congratulations on the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And you're in our inaugural show, Be Humane. It'll be a weekly show and look forward to having you back always to share your message of compassion and hope. And, you know, Lorenzo, you have been involved in a number of incredible campaigns to make the world better for animals. I mean, how did you get this incredible passion for animals? Where did this start in your life? Well, it started, I guess, when I was a child. My family always loved animals and we had gerbils, parrots, fish. We had a couple of horses and we had dogs. And I always loved animals. And when I was 21, I got a dog from my girlfriend for my birthday. And that really changed my life because I've never felt closer to an animal than I did to her. You know, this was, it was the first time it was actually, you know, mine. And I was traveling with her everywhere. And anyone who's had a dog can associate with me and say that she really was my best friend. And I became very close to my dog. And what happened was through her, I started getting more involved in educating myself about what's going on in the animal world. And the more educated I became, the more frustrated I became with, one, how people treat animals, two, the fact that some of the things they do to animals is legal. And I felt it was wrong and I was horrified. And I knew that other animal lovers, if I didn't know what was going on, they certainly didn't. So I just decided to team up with wonderful organizations and get more educated, such as with the American Humane Association, and uh, help spread the word about what's going on out there. And spread the word you do. What was the name of that wonderful dog that you got at 21? Belle. Belle, that's what I thought. Female black lab and uh, lived to be 12. And uh, I uh, I guess you could say she changed my life. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. And Belle, I know, has been an inspiration to you on a whole host of ways, including with your your wonderful company. Am I right? Yeah. Well, she, funny enough, she had dry skin and you could see because she was a black lab, so you'd see flakes all over her skin. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was scratching all the time and I wanted to help her feel better. So I took her to the vet and the vet told me, you know, I think you're bathing her too often. And oh. I thought that was strange because we bathe ourselves at least once or twice a day. Right. He said, you know, the, a lot of the shampoos out there strip the oils off the skin and fur, which creates dryness. 
And that's when I went on a mission and I decided to create a shampoo that didn't cause the dryness. And I wanted to figure out exactly what did cause the dryness. And after two years, I came out with a formula and it really helped her skin. And I wanted to share it with everyone. And fortunately, HSN, which is the Home Shopping Network, had me on and I launched a pet shampoo. This was 13 years ago. Wow. Yeah, and it did really well. They were as surprised as I was because I just did this because my dog needed it. And they said, uh, you know, we really like what you, what you did and we want to give you more airtime. In order to give you more airtime, you need more products. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, I realized I was in the pet industry. And it, <laughs> it, it happened really because uh, because of my dog because she had dry skin and it was, you know, it, I, I sort of fell into it by accident, but I think things happen for a reason. You know, there was a reason why I got my dog. There was a reason why she had dry skin, and there was a reason why I'm why I'm here now. You know, trying to get back, and everything I do, I always think about my dog and how she got me involved with this. I love that. I love that. And she's changed a lot of dogs' lives out there now, too, um, by being yeah. able to, to inspire you and all you do. In fact, one of the organizations that I know you have worked closely with and actually founded was Animal Aid USA. It's one of my favorite groups out there, Lorenzo. Animal Aid USA does so much. Tell our listeners today, what makes this group so very special? Well, it's just a group of people that love animals and that dedicate their time once a month and drive from New Jersey to Georgia to pull dogs from kill shelters and find them homes. And I love the fact that these people just do it because they love animals. And you were with us, what was it, a a year ago, a little over a year ago on our amazing Grace Caravan, where not only were we going to pull dogs, I think we rescued on, on that one trip over 300 dogs, but we were bringing awareness to the gas chamber and how in many states it's still legal to gas our animals. And fortunately, it wasn't very difficult to get you to, to come on board, but you said, I'd, I'd love to help pass the word. And you helped sign, I think we're, we signed 16,000 petitions to end the gas chamber. And um, we actually traveled yeah. down with the gas chamber and we had one of the dogs that survived the gas chambers in Georgia, which is Grace. And because of her story, Georgia became a no-gassing state. And we went down with Grace and the gas chamber and, of course, with you and spread mm-hmm. the word. And it's just, uh, it's a wonderful organization because we all want to see changes. We all want to save as many dogs as possible and as many animals as possible. And we also want to make sure that people are aware of some of the legal cruelties that happen. And we want those cruelties right. to stop. It's brilliant. And I have to tell you, it was, it was one of my most fun moments that summer was actually being part of that caravan. And, you know, we had Hero Dog, the Emerging Hero Dog winner was Daniel, who I think was one of the inspirations as well for the banning of the gas chamber law in Pennsylvania. And Daniel also had one of those incredible stories, the Miracle Beagle, who walked out alive of a horrifying experience with a gas shelter. And, and Daniel now, I think, has inspired so many passionate animal lovers to go out in their own hometown communities and their states and, and fight to ban gas chambers. And uh, Daniel and Grace, two great dogs, and what an inspiration, is particularly with what Animal Aid USA is doing. And I know this October, your group did a large caravan to Liberty County, Georgia, for what is really the largest rescue operation ever in that county's history. I mean, tell us a little bit about that. That was amazing. Yeah, that's correct. And I want to point out, you know, and I love giving credit where it's due, but the American Humane Association helped by giving us a grant and being part of it. So without those funds, a lot of this wouldn't be possible. But what we did is we teamed up with Dogs on Death Row, Pilots and Paws, and my organization, Animal Aid USA. And we had the largest rescue event in Georgia State history. It was wow. 
We had, it was close, I think it was a little over 500 animals that we saved over one weekend, and we used our transportation vehicles and airplanes donated by the, the volunteers of Pots and Paws to drive them and fly them out of there. And we also went to Fort Stewart, which is a military base there, and we cleared out that military base because another thing that a lot of people don't know, and I didn't know this till someone educated me about it, but when the military is transferred, many times they can't bring their dogs with them. So mm -hmm. there's a shelter on the base, and the shelter traditionally gives these dogs three days to find a home, and if they don't find a home for these dogs, unfortunately, they, they euthanize them. Mm. So we went there, and, and uh, we cleared out that shelter as well. And uh, it, was wow. just, you know, it was a very uplifting, incredible weekend, and we had hundreds of volunteers. I've never seen more people come together and save more lives for animals. 500. For, yeah, 500, and thank you for being part of it, and uh, of course for the grants that, that you continue giving us. Well, you are most welcome. And in fact, I met one of those wonderful dogs from Liberty County, Georgia. Pilots and Paws rescued Jake. And I took Jake on Fox and Friends just a couple of weeks ago to, to promote animal adoption at the end of the year. It's a great way, you know, in the holidays to, to open up hearts and homes. And Jake is a gorgeous five-year-old dog. I think he became one of the spokes dogs for that incredible operation, particularly for Pilots and Paws. And Jake was a beauty, as all of those dogs were. And 500, it's just an inspiration. And you you know what you talked about, Lorenzo Tune, is the collaboration. This is groups getting together to make a real difference. And boy, if we would all get together and work for being humane, the number of lives we can save and lives we can change, it's just we can't, can't be stopped if we all get together and work, don't you think? I completely agree. And what I find out each time I do one of these things is that people actually want to help. And they just mm -hmm. want to know how to do it. And they need someone to, to orchestrate these events and these fundraisers. And once someone leads it, everyone else comes along. And again, I can't thank you and your organization enough for, for continuing to help us and supporting us because we are quite small, but we are all animal lovers and want to make a change. And I can't tell you how many emails I get daily from people who want to help. And, you know, right. there's, there's many of us out there and we are the majority, not the minority. And it's just up to us to continue to bring awareness and ask people to help because they will be there for us. Well, you know, Lorenzo, you, you are someone who leads by action. And I think that's just why I'm so thrilled that you're on today's show, our first Be Humane show. You know... People who uh, would see Lorenzo on TV, you don't realize this gentleman rolls up his sleeves. He gets involved. In fact, I had the pleasure of working with you in late 2012 after Superstorm Sandy. You were on the ground helping us to distribute more than 100,000 pounds of critically needed pet food, supplies, cat litter. We did it all for those, our wonderful friends in the Northeast who were still reeling from that devastating impact of Superstorm Sandy. I mean, what was that like for you. I know you were on the ground. I think it was Bergen County. Was, How did yeah, that? It was, it was Bergen County, and all of a sudden, when you know something like that big of a tragedy happens, a disaster, a national disaster, people want to help right away. And my organization got calls and emails from all sorts of different animal shelters and people that needed help. And uh, one of them was Bergen County. Mm -hmm. And I drove out there, and fortunately, of course, the American Humane helped us and wanted to deliver food, which was in desperate need. And I remember getting out to the shelter and seeing a huge 18-wheeler truck open up with pallets mm -hmm. and pallets of food <laughs> for dogs and cats. Mm -hmm. And I still have that picture standing in the truck of all the food. And what was interesting is it was sort of a hub where not only did we give the food to the shelter that, that you guys had donated, but people who lost everything, who couldn't get dog food or cat food, came and picked up food to feed their own pets. 
And it was just wow. uh, another really, really wonderful event. And of course, orchestrated with the help of the American Humane. Yeah. What's important about me is that a lot of people don't realize all the things you do. And so oh. I do have to give you credit because many of these events wouldn't be as big and as grand and have as much success if it wasn't for your support. So I do have to thank you and your organization for everything you do. Oh, well, you're very, very kind and always so gracious. And, you know, Lorenzo, I want to just also thank you for what you do, not only for our four-legged best friends, but I read a very special story about you as one of your fans, how you helped uh, make a Wish Foundation wish come true for a very special little princess. That photo and that little video of you two dancing beyond, beyond cute. Can you tell us a little bit about how that special night impacted that little girl? What was that? wish about? Well, Annie is with Make-A-Wish Foundation, and um, one of her wishes was, or actually her big wish was to dance with a prince, and what was funny is that it wasn't a Disney prince, it was a, uh, she wanted to dance with a real prince, and they <laughs> make a big wish. I love it. I know, it was, it was really sweet. They contacted me, and uh, I said, there's absolutely no way that I can say no to this girl, and actually, I was, I probably had more fun and was more inspired than anyone there, but I met her and her family, they're all so gracious and so nice, and it was definitely an evening I will never forget, and I told them that uh, I wish I could come back as a fae godmother so I could grant more wishes. Oh, that's so beautiful. And, you know, I just uh, saw the video, read the story, and I tell you, that was one of the most beautiful highlights of the holiday season was to to see you make that special princess's dreams come true. And so you do so much for the compassion movement. Lorenzo, you really define what it is to be humane, which is one reason I'm so thrilled that you're on the show today. Be Humane for Kids and Animals has been our mission now for almost 140 years. And, you know, I read about that beautiful little girl, and I saw that she's on the autism spectrum, and I'm so excited that just this week, American Humane Association announced a brand new study on kids with autism and canines. So we'll have a a radio show devoted soon to discussing how we can learn so much and help kids with autism from our canine best friends. So lots to come up on our humane research studies uh, in the uh, weeks and months ahead. That's wonderful. Congratulations on that, because I know autism hits so many families throughout the United States, and and it has been proven, at least of what I've read, that dogs, horses, etc., can really, really help them have a better, more meaningful and exciting life. Absolutely. Congratulations on that. Thank you, and much more to come on on our Humane Research Initiatives. Listeners today, for more information about Prince Lorenzo Borghese's charity, Animal Aid USA, please visit AnimalAidUSA.org to learn more. And Lorenzo, I'm just so grateful for your time today, and I want to thank all the listeners for uh, tuning in for our first Be Humane weekly radio show. We'll hope you'll join us next week. Until then, let's remember to always be humane. Let's Talk Pets. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.